everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of the amazing Iconist Podcast. As usual, it's your host, Barry 3D. The voice is on a little bit rough, but it's okay. I did a show last night, but I know by the time this airs, all is good. And on top of it, on my side, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that's got the tables rocking back and forth. And even though he's on this podcast, he's still doing his DJ thing. Now, who am I talking about? My best friend, my cousin, the one and only DJ Rod C. Good day, good day, everyone. Hope you all having a wonderful time out there. Listen, we we got a show for you today. As you can see in the title, if the icon is I, oh no, I can't talk about it yet. The normal ritual. We got to matter shout out to somebody. We got to shout out to the people. Who are we shouting out today, Barry? Who are well, we shouting all, out today? We got to shout out uh, my fellow group. You know, my my boys, my my comedy brothers. Uh, Touch a great comedy. Look for us. We're performing live. We got online shows and all that stuff. So you know the deal. Dave Sokolowski, Zolf Ali, and myself, Barry Three D. Touch a great comedy coming to you. Want us there? Bring us there. Just find us a place. Reach out to us. Let us know. Yeah. Two. We got to support the books that support us and the comic book stores that support us. So if you're in Montreal, check out Check Swings. And if you're out in Kitchener, check out Wow Comics. You know, tell Wes or Trevor, one of the two at either respective place that we said hi. And uh, I think we were, oh, wait. And then, of course, there's a man, the myth, the legend, the other one who makes us look so pretty all the time. And if you hear about him on the Iconist podcast and you want a similar template or any kind of work done for your business or your online presence, reach out to the one and only J Bird Digital Art. J Bird Digital Arts. Thank you, Jason. Use the band. He's like the unheard of brother on this show. You hear about him. And you know, if you look back on one of our older episodes in, uh, in, in season one or year one, you see him. He was on there with Dave Sokolowski and we were talking, uh, comic books. No, we were talking wrestling. Wrestling. We were talking, you know, Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. It was Vince McMahon. Oh, he's a polarizing person. <laughs> ah, yeah. But it brings us down to today on the Iconist podcast. The icon is, it's a two for one deal. It's Vixen. From DC <gasps> Comics, along with John Stewart Green Lantern. All right. Well, because there's a couple of things going on right now. It's Black History Month, right? Respect yeah. it, spread the love. That's all That's... I got to say with that. Yeah. On number two, it's Valentine's Day. We're right around the corner. Here we are, Valentine's Day. And we had to do it. We did it last year, and we're doing it again this year. So on Black Let's History Month, we're bringing out two characters, and we're bringing out two characters who have a relationship oh right love is in the air <laughs> every time <laughs> i turn around oh my neck oh <laughs> love is in the air get that ben gay before you turn around <laughs> you know ben gay for the neck right or voltaren or whatever we're not sponsored by them but i mean you know it helps muscle pain there you go mm. right on right on now with that being said you know, why we turn around and talk about these two characters? Well, I said they had a relationship. If you watch Justice League Unlimited and you see Jon Stewart, Jon Stewart was a little bit of a love triangle, like, you know, Archie with Betty and Veronica with Hawkgirl and Vixen. And, you know, he made his piece because uh, he didn't want his future predetermined for him. Even though him and Hawkgirl have a kid in the future, he turned around and continued dating Vixen. Mm-hmm. Who's Vixen? Well, we're going to break it down. That's part one of the show. So we're going back. Now, Vixen is a character and you might have seen her on uh you know live action you would have seen her in arrow you would have seen her in dc legends tomorrow played by two different actresses they did a phenomenal job of playing Mm -hmm. her on respective mediums and we're we're gonna bring our own take to it too on top of that 
And we're looking back at Vixen. So Vixen has an important history. Uh, she was created really originally back in 1971, and she was supposed to have her debut in around like 1978. And when she was created, uh, she was going to be the first black female superhero over at DC Comics mm-hmm. at the time to have her own book. So there was going to be a big push behind her. And then, of course, uh, uh, what can I say? Well, we mentioned Vince McMahon, so it's like Shane O'Mac. It's all about the money. Money, 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 money. Uh. Money. <clears throat> well, all about the money or um, lack thereof. Yeah. DC hit a little bit of a problem. They turned around, they had this whole idea to put out about 47 new titles. Um, at the time, it was supposed to be the DC explosion, starting with 47 new titles of different characters, which we will talk about in the future, or some of you already mm-hmm. talked about. And then there was the implosion where it's like, that's what we're doing. And then the bank account went, no, you're not. And it's like, well, we're not. So DC turned around and put out these two issues called Cancelled Comic Conclave back in 1978. And in issue number two, unfortunately, Vixen, issue number one, was in the chopping block. But if you get these books, it's drawn in black and white, and her origin story was there in Cancelled Comic Conclave, issue number two back in 1978. And if you're not even recognizing her, you won't recognize her right away. If you look at the cover of the book, you got to look down in the bottom left-hand corner, and you'll see Vixen uh, drawn there. She's got a mask on with ears on it, looking more like a fox. Yeah. So that, she was, you know... Vixen, the the fox of crime, or something along that was her whole moniker. So that's where she was supposed to make her original appearance. Yeah, uh, and I, I would and I would count that as her true first appearance, even though it might not be widespread. Now, widespread, her first appearance was in Action Comics issue number five twenty one, back in July of nineteen eighty one. So that's to show you how many years after nice. it took to kind of bring her to print and she appeared in action comics and then at the time the main guy of action comics was superman <laughs> here you go right uh, i say superman i'm not talking about boy sean shout out to you sean i know you listen all the time we talk about superman superman you know me and sean have the conversation he good he good <laughs> all right he good he good he good <laughs> He good. I mean, he, he, if you look back, you'll see Sean asked us one of our questions back in the day. Um, and he made us think he heard us on that one. Uh, he, he did a fan submission question. So if you got a fan submitted question, you want to submit a video by, please, by all means, send it our way. We'll put it up. We'll answer the question. We'll have some more fun with that. You know, Sean kicked that off. And yeah, that was funny. That was funny. He was in his Superman shirt. So you can't miss who it was. Uh, <laughs> I will put the link below down to the episode so we can all go back and watch it and watch us squirm answering Sean's questions because he made us think. He heard us on that one. Wow. That's fine. Got to use a gray matter. Yeah. Ah, touch a gray. So going cool. back, uh, Vixen was created by Jerry Conway and Bob Oscar. The character was put together and when they said they, they had a whole plan for her coming out and I, I would say she's got I, I can see she's got influences in my opinion from different things so either it was you know after certain characters were created or that's where they're drawing from but now looking at it here in 2023 yeah. I see parallels so parallel number one okay so she's born in a African a continent of Africa right um, and the 
you know, in in ancient Ghana, and she's part of, um, you know, her tribe, or, you know, and she gets this totem. But, you know, first of all, Vixen starts off born in Africa, part of a tribe. She's got her mom. She's got her, 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 her obviously, she's got her parents. And her dad was the preacher, the local priest for the village. Right. And that was what his role was there. Uh, the mom was there too. And then, of course, at one point, the mom got killed off by this dictator who was her dad's uh, half brother or something like that. Okay. Drama, drama, drama. Of course, every hero starts with drama. So it's got to be what it's got to be. Right. Uh, Mari turned around and she was in Africa and then her dad ended up getting killed off and then she left and she came over to America and now she's a good looking woman and, uh, and I'm not trying to say that anyone's bad looking but I mean obviously she had to be because she took her talent and be- and came over to America lived with um, another family member and became a model like a runway you know like um, too sexy for my shirt right I mean she became a runway model cover girl model high up in the fashion industry and that's where she made her money Mm -hmm. so she used her talent i'm not saying she didn't have brains but she put it together she used her talent and that's where she came about uh you know going through um that now i know there's different versions of her origin retcon 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 we're gonna try to get down to the basic of it of the original you know, her original origin. So maybe some of it might blur together, and I apologize if that's the case. Uh, uh, the character is powerful. So in essence, she comes, makes her money as a fashion model, sees there's some crime going on, and she, you know, here's a, to- a story that was passed around her village about one of the African gods, uh, Ansi. So if you watch, what's his show? American Gods. He's represented in there. The, is, is um, by Orlando Jones, yeah. right? Uh, he plays a version of Ansi, the the trickster spider god. Well, uh, uh, not towards him. I just don't like spiders. Mm. I, I would never be Spider Man. I would see that spider. I would kill it. But you rolled up newspaper. Oh shoot, that's not good. That's why I would never have the part of Spider Man. Come on now, right. creepy crawly. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. Catch I you on aware. You have to catch you unaware. Yeah, I gotta catch you when I'm sleeping. And even then, yeah, if I wake up, I'm paranoid. If I get a spider bite in the middle of the night, and I wake up and I see I have one, let me tell you something. I'm ripping the sheets off the bed. I'm washing those. I'm walking around the whole bed with a whole can of Raid and a fly swatter in one hand, and I'm looking at every creep and crevice around. You know, I'm going full-blown Call of Duty on them. Reload! Uh, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> so that was her history in a sense. So she's got the family drama. She's come over to America. She's made her millions. And and she goes back to visit the village that she was from and try to find out more of a connection with her, her family, her mom. She hasn't been there in years. And she ends up getting this totem. Right Now, different variations on this totem, how they explained it over the years. But she gets this totem. And the totem allows her if you're using it in defense or, or the betterment, if you're using it to defend not just yourself, but your Others. fellow man, so to speak, mm-hmm. it grants you powers. If you're using it for selfish gains, it, m- it mutates you. So she was using it. She got it. And the thing is, is you're a warrior. You get this pendant. It passes down to each person in the family, you know, usually women. And it grants you the power of any animal. 
you get their attributes. So, yeah. Letting that sink in for a second, you basically have the power, the 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 fortify of that particular animal. That's a great. That's a great power. Like if you really think about it, having the ability to you know have the ability to to run as fast as a cheetah, having yeah. the ability to, and even then, even at bringing back with the spider and stuff along that line, you see spiders have the ability, flies have the ability to clean themselves the walls. She has those same attributes. So it's not really saying that she has the power per se, but she doesn't have the physical attributes. Yeah. She also has that too, which is mind boggling. And when you start to think through the whole process of what she can and can't do, and it's a really good thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, let's suppose away. She can channel, when I say any power of any animal, so we're talking, you know, mammals, we're talking uh, warm-blooded, cold-blooded mammals, mm -hmm. we're talking insects, you know, avian, any animals. Like, so far, the, the animals she likes to turn to is a rhino. Well, not turn into, but just take on their powers. Yeah, so she'll the take powers. on the powers of a rhino, an elephant, mm -hmm. uh, a falcon, mm -hmm. a, a hawk, just for the vision. She will take on, like, you know, certain attributes. A uh, snake of a, of a cobra snake, I mean, not like a king cobra snake for the, for the power to squeeze and just to, to grapple yep. them. Yep. Yeah. Seen that as well. She, she takes on all those powers. So between that, that means she can fly. She's, she's like a Navy SEAL. She can do it in land, <laughs> air, or sea. Yeah. Hail the conquering hero. Da, 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 da. Right? And it's all because of that necklace. Now, if you look at that necklace, you know, it's got the little totem and she so that, you know, you might not think she's as strong as she is, but let's put it this way. You take on the power of an ant. An ant can move a hundred times its body weight. Okay. Now put that in human scale proportion. Just look at Spider Man. If she went on one on one with Spider Man, it's on. Right, he's got the, the the proportionate power of a spider. She can do the same. She might not have spider sense, so to speak, depending mm -hmm. how they write it or how the story would go. But you know, on a one on one, she's got the agility and she's going to have the strength. So, good luck to anybody. And that first appearance that she does there. You know, when her first appearance came out, she had her costume. She actually had a mask. So it looked like a mask that exposed the bottom part of her mouth. And then her eyes, her nose were covered and it had little ears on it. So it looked like a fox mask. That was her first appearance. And her head was, hair was always seen as a little bit long and reddish. But then she's gone like, with a more shorter hair. She's had braids. So she's kind of gone with the times. And, and they always kind of seem like, I guess, they struggle with the costume. But she takes on all these attributes. So this is, you know, you might think, oh, you think on powers. It's like, she doesn't even have to be close to them. She just has to say, right. I'm, you know, I'm invoking the power of this person. Not even have to exactly. say it. She just does it. Just does it. She just does it. And it manifests itself. So every animal, like the strength, the, you know, the abilities, scary. And when she had that first appearance in action, uh, in, in, uh, in action comics, mm -hmm. it turned Superman at meetup. And the storyline in essence is, Superman hears there's a crime going on. Vixen ends up stealing this van full of furs, and she's driving it away as she gets it dumped in the river. Superman thinks she's a villain at one point mm -hmm. because she's stealing the van. She doesn't, you know, Superman at the time doesn't know that the van is by illegally poached furs. And her throwing that into the river is causing this guy to kind of lose his money, forcing him to go back to, I think it's India at the time, to do more illegal hunting, to poach, poach more furs. I mean, that's all illegal hunting. 
Right. So Clark Kent and Lana Lang get sent on this mission to find out more what's going on. Vixen is working for the competition, but she's working as Mari as a supermodel. So she's coming in there in her disguise, recognizing who this guy is and what right. he's doing. And then when her and Superman go, you know, they're all there in India and Superman has to, you know, when they, they, the villain turns around and he gets a bunch of elephants to start stampeding to kill off the party with Lana Lang and Clark Kent because he doesn't know he's Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, Vixen gets in there, helps Superman stop you know, the stampede going on saves lives. And that's when they come together to realize, okay, you're not a villain. You're actually a hero. What's going on? They talk. But prior to that, of course, every time you get two heroes to meet, what they got to do? Let fight. them fight. <laughs> fight. And uh, unbeknownst to Superman, she pulls out the claws because she takes on the attribute of certain animals right. and she scratches them. And he's like, wait a minute. I felt um, that. That hurt. Yep. How? How? Oh, uh, her powers and her original appearance were mystical. Yeah. And everyone might forget at times that Superman, one of his weaknesses is magic because magic uses a type of energy that his body can't process. Right. So that's why he has a weakness to it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yep. Yeah. Meaning, with her powers, she can give Superman a run for his money. As people say, oh, he's got a vulnerability. Well, if you can cut him, <laughs> yeah, we can get you. <laughs> She'll get him down get to the you. quick. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, that that's what? a problem. That's a problem for for him, right? Because she can handle herself. Mm-hmm. So, this is where her parents comes in, and they go with that one. So, it's really her powers are based in magic. Now, I know since then they've explored explored more in the comic book Animal Man. With, with Buddy, who, who's Animal Man, and then you find mm-hmm. out his powers are given to him by aliens, and he has to be a very similar aspect, but he has to be in proximity of the oh, animal to take yeah. on their power. And then they almost got a retcon saying, well, her powers are also given to her by the same aliens, but work almost the same way, but a little bit different, that she doesn't have to be close to them, but Buddy has to be close to the animal. So I like the original one. Let's just stick with magic, because if you make it aliens, it takes away the magic thing, and then, you know, that kind right. of kills it with Superman. So that's why I'm saying Vixen, and she's shown up. I mean, they've given her a push. So she, 1978, she could have come out. No. 1981, she came out. Right. And then in the meantime, she's gone to, there's many different storylines with her. She's been on the Justice League. She's been part of Suicide Squad. She's been part of another team called the Ultramarines. She's been solo. She's been in Arrow on the CW. She's yeah. been in the uh, DC Legends Tomorrow on the CW. Yep. So this character stole there, and she was in Justice League Legends, uh, you know, Justice League Unlimited. She was in Justice League Action. Mm-hmm. She was in a, you know, Batman Brave in a Bold cartoon. So she always shows up. Like, it's almost like she's there, but just can't talk that little barrier to break through. And I think that if they give her proper writing, right. she can't. You know, and then in her personal life, She's a sick. She's a model. She's gone through that. And every time she's left the superheroing and said, okay, I'm done with it. She's kind of retired-ish at the times. She's mm-hmm. always gone back to being a supermodel. And and then she got smart and opened up her own modeling agency. She knows that world. That that's that's the perfect cover. Like as a supermodel. She can travel around the world without being detected, being bothered, or anything like that. It's the best. It's the it's, best setup. It's the best it's the setup. Best cover. The best cover. 
it's an old like an old TV show you call Cover Up, where the guy was a secret agent. He was a cameraman, and he was a cameraman working for a bunch of supermodels. And how did he get into all these countries? Well, they had to do photo shoots all over the world. So with her going in there, she's gonna get past borders without no problem. Right. There's, you know, she worked on, as I said, Suicide Squad, and she even worked with Checkmate, which was DC's version of Shield. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but their second roundabout with that, so they made him more like a superhero kind of division as opposed really to more spy. Okay, that's fine, but I, that almost cements it. Right. You know, at one point, I mean, her uncle gets the totem and he just turns into like a monster, which they did talk about in DC Legends tomorrow. A little bit of a different take on it, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is where I'm, I'm I'm going with. So I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you know, Mari. Yeah, she's she's you know. Uh, her her full name is like Mari uh, Jiwa McCabe. Uh-huh. Uh, McCabe. There McCabe, McCabe, McCabe. So Mari McCabe. So that's that's. Let's put a pin in that one there. Let, what do you have to say about Mari, Rod? Listen, Mari is a, a, a um, she's a great character. You said a good point, and just to even to broadenize about the, the the fact how often she's been brought back to people's recollection in the past 15, 20 years. Yes, she, she started it in 81 um, and so forth. But in the sense of she's in a CW, you brought this character in CW. You brought a character for uh, CW Arrow, sorry. Then after that, between Arrow and was The Flash, yes. they actually had an anime. They had a little, they had a, yes. like a five or yeah, a certain yeah. amount of episodes, animated ap- episode. The same person who voiced, who played it, also voiced that anime, I mean, the anime cartoon as well. Right. Uh, also, again, Legend of Tomorrow. Just basically, Justice League, like you said. So basically, as of anyone who's watching this right now, should have a good idea who Vixen is. And basically realizing that character actually has a following. Because if the character, just re- especially even if we were to put Arrow to the side, put... Um, Legend of Tomorrow to the side. If you would like, let's just go with the cartoon for Justice Justice League Unlimited. The amount of time that character has come on working as a team, working solo missions, having an interaction with Hot Girl, having an interaction with um, John Stewart, who we'll get to shortly, it clearly shows that this character is someone that people admire, they like, and the creators are realizing that she has a place in this universe. She has a place in this universe. And because of that, was able to get a live action with the CW Arrow. At least bring her, you know, and people have gravitated to her. Yeah, now you put a similar one with um, Legend of Tomorrow. Yeah. So, I look at it that she's, her, her like I said at the beginning, her, her particular power is very unique. It's very different. Not only that, it's because of the mystical attribute, you know, um, bestowing through the totem. And having, the, but having the ability that she can call upon the powers of different animals, and just even even Barry was saying it, but even I'll just go a little deep. She has the ability of character uh, animals who are live presence, character. I mean, uh, animals who are extinct. So she has the ability to pull on the well, depending on which version. Let me stand back. Depending yeah, yeah, on which right, version, right. but there are some versions that say that she has the power to pull on extinct, like saber tooth, uh, like T Rexes, uh, not T Rexes. Uh, Tyrannosaurus, uh, Tyrannosaurus, Rex, uh, right? Tr- right? You, you know, and I was, and, and so it just gives you that ability that again is being pulled from the earth. So again, it's a missile connecting to 
let me say, say if I say the name again, forgive me. Um, Anas, the 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 god, the the the, the Mr. God. Oh, Ansi, 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 Yeah, looking at Ansi. Yes. So Ansi. So basically, at least having that derived connection is a great way that we can go into that world because we'll go to Peter Pan on it. We'll go to to the Marvel side that did that with Black Panther. Facts. They did that with Black Panther. Okay, unpin. So back to DC. <laughs> you basically showing that you, the character is there. She has the ability that she can um, she can draw an account. People will be interested, and we could just go into their realms. Like Barry just said, that particular god is part of American gods. So it's already broadcast. It's already in the in, it's outside in the seven realms. It's outside for us to see. We know about him. Let's let's talk about him a little bit more. Um. Pause. Back to Marvel. Moon, you know, Moon Knight. We're talking about gods and in that particular sense. So, if people are gravitating to that, it can work on DC. Unpin. So, back to DC. This is all I'm saying. <laughs> you can work with that from there. Oh, I love it. Uh, just making a parallel. I apologize in advance. That's what no, I do. No, that's you're absolutely I do. Right. no. I'm just saying. Just that's what I do. That's what you do. And you do it well. You do it well. Exactly. So that's what I say. You got the characters right now. You got Vixen. So you got magic. You got gods involved. Yeah. You got avatars. You got, you know, the powers, storyline, reasons yeah. why she can go around the world, been around the world. And I, 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 I can't find my baby. All right. Over there in New York. That's where she is. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> this is, there's a lot of great elements put into this pot. Just let it slow cook. Just let it slow yeah. cook. Right, nice. you put a lot of investment for it. You know what I mean? Let it let it come out. So now the other half of this thing here is we're talking about John Stewart, mm-hmm. as I said before, because it's a relationship, and we'll explain that after. So John Stewart from you know, and I'm not talking John Stewart, you know, uh, on the Daily Show. We're talking John Stewart from DC Comics, the Green Lantern. Let, nice. Let's get it straight. Mm-hmm. So this character was, you know, his first appearance was in Green Lantern number eighty-seven. Mm-hmm. Way back in uh, December of 1971 slash January 1972, so that's when he came out, and he was created by Dennis O'Neill and uh, and Neil Adams. Wow, that's a powerful team. The whole time it was made is because they wanted another Green Lantern for Earth to be Hal Jordan's backup. Right. Okay, so he was supposed to be the I think the third Green Lantern at this point they wanted to bring into the book, and they mentioned it. And I know the 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 uh, I forget his name right now. But there was the editor-in-chief over at DC Comics. And they said, okay, we, we got this. We like it. I like the idea. But you should give him, make him someone not white. Make him a person of color. And that was a conscious decision because they said, look, if you look at America right now, we need more people of color within the superhero community to represent the common man that's out there. Mm-hmm. Right? We've got, at this point, you already got Hal Jordan and you have Guy Gardner. So now they wanted to bring in, um, as I said, uh, John Stewart. Now right. – you know, that was one thing. So there's two little tidbits to his story. Bottom line is he was he grew up in, you know, in a, in a lower income neighborhood. Mm-hmm. His mom was a community worker and always did things for the community. So that's where he got his sense of right and wrong from. And he always wanted to protect people. Now, he wanted to be an architect. That was his dream job plan. to go to mm-hmm. all the time. But to get money for being an architect, he turned around and he took his mom's sense of ability about trying to defend others and being there to help other people. He joined the military because by joining the military, he could get a scholarship to turn around after and to get the money to have his tuition and scholarship to turn around and 
studied to be an architect. That was his dream job. Right. Okay. So he got into the military, did the training, and then he became their number one sniper. There's a will, there's a way. Right. I need to get that money. Let me do everything proper. That's yeah. Right. He became their number one sniper. So that means he's military trained. He's got, you know, uh, he's got the imagination. He's got the, the, you know, you can't, let me try, number one sniper. If you've ever watched the movie Sniper or anything, you see how deadly they are. And you can see also what the effects it has depending on when they go to war and how they deal with certain things. Right. You know, just all about mental health. But this was done back in 1972. Right. Okay. So one point is he's an architect. And when they kind of brought him in, you, you know, uh, he comes in. He's working at Ferris Airfield because Green Lantern's not around. And the Guardians have been watching him for a long time because they're always watching people on Earth just to see how things are going on, just in case they need a new, another backup. Instead of letting the ring kind of totally select who it is, they'll almost direct it. And they wanted to test Jon Stewart. So unbeknownst to him, they sent over one of the Manhunters. Which are the robots. And I know we've right. talked about Manhunter we before. If you go back to our Manhunter episode, you'll mm-hmm. see we've talked about Paul Kirk, but prior to that, the Manhunters were robots that were, that predate the Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be in until they went too far. So the man, they sent one Manhunter down to that Ferris airfield just to see how John would react. And true to form, John, without hesitation, ran in there, grabbed like a pipe or whatever and started attacking the Manhunter. He had no way of beating the Manhunter, but his whole thing was to attack it so other people could escape and try to save lives. Right. The, uh, they turn around, they stop the Manhunter at one point, takes off, they bring him over to Oa, and they said, hey, how would you like to be a Green Lantern? And they turn around and they said, alright, here's your Green Lantern ring, you do the training, and he did phenomenal with the training because the Green Lantern Corps is very similar to being in the military. So he's already right. got military experience. He understands that's lifestyle. He, he fit right in really, really quick mm-hmm. with that. And he exceeded their, you know, their training with the ring and all that. He got to the top of the class. I mean, he's a, someone that's very disciplined. They sent him back to Earth. And then he kind of faded off. Now, when his that first appearance, they, you know, you see him in a traditional Green Lantern costume. He has the mask. And that was his first appearance. But then they they really didn't do much with him after that. And then he really made his forefront. Um, and as I said, in in you know, it's in Green Lantern in eighty seven, but I mean it was another book that was a Green Lantern Green Arrow. That was a that crossover where the two of them were going cross country at the time. Guy Gardner, who was a Green Lantern, turned around and saved somebody, you know, from a falling bridge, got hit by a bus, and then was, you know, in in traction, literally going to be for six months. They said, man, if he wasn't in peak physical condition, he would have died. So Guy Gardner could not be Green Lantern at the time. One of the Guardians came to Earth and he's like, hey, you know what? We've been watching this guy. He should be a Green Lantern. And they showed John Stewart in the neighborhood. Two police officers are walking down the street. They see two black guys turning around playing dominoes on the sidewalk. One cop walks up and it says, hey, you can't be here. You're blocking the way and you don't have a permit to play games. John Stewart comes in, of course, he's in the community, and he walks over, he's like, what's the problem, officer? Um, last I heard, you don't need a permit to play dominoes on the street while you're harassing them. And the cop starts kind of mouthing off a little bit to John, and then the cop's partner turned around and said, hey, you know, if you want respect, you have to give respect. And the way you were talking to those two individuals, 
you weren't talking with respect, so you're not going to get it. You were in the wrong. Uh-huh. Okay, let's go back for half a second. This is how many years before Black Lives Matter happened? How many years before that where we're saying that, you know, the police, and I'm not trying to be over political, but where the police should be monitoring the police and doing certain things and acting a certain way accordingly. And here we have a situation in the comic book where one was pushing his authority and his attitude a little bit and his partner of the same ethnic background, two white officers. So the other one stopped him and said, you're wrong. We're walking away. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. Listen, it, it just shows that the writers wanted to make a difference. Like you yes. said, you, you showed that you've had two characters, two, 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 uh, two roles. I mean, the role of Green Lantern being covered and been supported by two Caucasians at that time. And he wanted something different. Again, this is early 1970s that you want to have some type of uh, a different type of viewpoint, a different approach to to show the social changes that are happening in the world at that time, as well as now for this particular scene, you're having two officers and one is basically you know, speaking to the other and correcting them and saying, listen, you know, you can't be speaking to an individual in that particular manner. And it's clear that in it, not saying that, you know, you can't speak to a, a black person in that matter, just saying to earn respect, you have to give respect. Yeah. You're not doing that. So it clearly is showing that in the realm of everything, um, changes, you know, are happening in the world at that time. And they wanted to make sure that it's, you know, it broadcasts through their, through their character, through their, through their books. And I've props to that props to that. You know, I love when I see stuff along that line that, especially when you see it as an older individual and you go back and you start seeing all these books and you start to realize like, wow, changes, you know, people are, people are making the attempt to make some type of changes just to, you know, to, to, to show that things can, things can be done in a proper manner. And then we can help out, you know, our fellow man ourselves and make ourselves better. You know, it all starts with some type of step. And to me, it's all about love. It's all about love, right? And and that's what I mean. That's what we're doing this particular episode. So that should show you far back how how certain issues go on. And and Mm -hmm. now the real call-out was, at one point, Hal Jordan looks at it and he sees um, John Stewart. And he looks over at the Guardian and he goes, you know, I I, he said, I don't think this particular guy is prepared to be a Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. And the Guardian turned around and he goes, you know what? Put your petty bigotry aside, Hal Jordan. And Helen's like, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Look here, little blue man. I wasn't saying it because he was black or I'm, I'm racist. He goes, I don't care. He goes, I'm talking about it because he has a chip on his shoulder. Now, at the time that Green Lantern was having this, keep in mind that this is during that run of the Green Lantern, Green Arrow book where they dealt with a lot of social conscious issues because the two of them got in a pickup truck and, and, and you know and drove across the US and they dealt with stuff of drugs. So this is during the storyline where Speedy gets a- addicted to um uh substance uh, abuse. Yes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he had to start battling that and then you know that that's when that storyline came out. There's another one where it said okay, so it was really at one point it got very heavy social commentary. It wasn't dealing with aliens and giant robots all the time. It was really speaking about the state of America. Uh, uh, at the time, and it yeah. really shone a light on all of that. Which still stands true up to now. So I mean that's a good series to go back is the Green Arrow Green Lantern series where the two of them are going cross country 
with right. Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams. The art was good. It was so good. Really. 1980, 1983 to 1984. That basically was October 1983 to 1983. Right. So at least when you're looking for that, look for the Green Lantern slash Green Arrow in 1983. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You focus down. No worries. So if we look at all that and we, and we look at his history there, this is what he came from. And, and at one point, Hal said, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't mean it that way. I just meant he had a chip on his shoulder and it's kind of give him a chance. And it says, okay, fine. So then, you know, Hal goes, meets him in a coffee shop uh, or a malt shop, right? They talk around. And then John turns around and goes, hey, you know what? Yeah, I got no problem with trying being a Green Lantern. He goes, there's not much work for black architects right now anyway, so I've got nothing but free time. So he turns around. He goes, uh, you know, Hal Jordan brings him up, puts all the power battery. You know, he gets a costume. And the funny thing is, and I make jokes about this all the time, you know, at the time. And you can see it's still in the book in, in Justice League Unlimited. Hal Jordan has a mask, right? Um Gardner, Gardner at times used to have a mask. Kyle Reiner has a mask. Right. It was really at the time, John Stewart, you know, Green Lantern is like, hey, here's a costume. Like Hal Jordan is like, here's a costume. And right away, first thing he does is, uh, John Stewart is take off the mask. He's like, you're not going to wear the mask? He goes, I don't have nothing to hide. Now, I always make the joke that, you know, people can't tell black people apart. So if John Stewart walked in with his costume on and then showed up like 30 seconds later in strained pleats, you know, clothes, they wouldn't be able to tell him apart. I mean, look, Clark Kent only has a pair of glasses, so my jack, my joke stands. <laughs> but true. That's funny. But that's true. That's hey, look, I did a comedy show, you know, last night, and then people were talking to Zolf thinking it was me that made certain jokes. And I'm like, wait a minute, no. Zolf's like, no, he made the jokes about Star Wars. I didn't make the joke. So anyways, I, 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 I just have, you have to laugh at it. You got to laugh at it. Life is too short. So that was the whole thing with Jon Stewart Green Lantern. So he rose to the top. He's a sniper. He's got the powers. And he even became more popular. I mean, Green, uh, Guy Gardner had his thing, but Jon Stewart really became more popular. So popular so that when they made the seven of Justice League Unlimited, or, or Justice League, John Stewart was the Green Lantern. Now, there's mm-hmm. a reason why, and we'll get into this maybe in another episode, why Earth is the only planet with four Green Lanterns. We'll touch on that we'll more with John that. Stewart. We'll talk about the Green Lantern Corps. We'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. But so now this whole episode said it's about love, it's about Black History Month, and it's also about because of Valentine's Day. So why do we talk about these two characters? Because in Justice League Unlimited, they, they turn around and brought them together as a relationship. So right. in Justice League, the cartoon, it starts off that John and it seems Shiara, which is Hawk Girl at the time, because there was no Hawkman. He wasn't. They had a different version of him. He wasn't the classic one that was there. Mm-hmm. Seemed to have an attraction. Seemed things were going well. They started going on dates. They were getting together. They were getting closer. And everything was working well. And then. <gasps> You find out that Hawk Girl was a traitor. Bum, bum, bum. Working as a spy for Than- Thanagar to help with the invasion. Oh, no. So that's, of course, put a strain on the relationship. I mean, you find out you're going out with someone that's about to betray the planet you were born on. Mm, it kind of puts up. Yeah, you know, a little damper. Crack. It's a little damper. Just a little damper. A little damper on the romance. Oopsies. Yeah. So that was that. And then it came back with, and that was a part of season one. That was a star-crossed episode. It was like three, um, a three-part series in Justice League. Then they came back with Justice League Unlimited, where they continued the story. So now the Justice League has gotten bigger. They've added more people onto the team. And Vixen makes her appearance. Vixen sees Jon Stewart. Vixen starts flirting with him and going back and forth. And it's like, oh, this is great. So now there's a relationship <laughs> going. And they start dating. Yeah. But then Shiera. Hawk Girl comes back 
and she comes back not in her Thanagar costume, just in a yellow top and 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 yellow black striped pants, almost like that Bruce Lee costume from Game of um, Game of Death. Nice. Yep. It, it looked like that, <laughs> just a female version of it, and she still had her wings. She still walked around with her mace. So it became this love triangle between the three of them. Now fans are watching this, and you're like, okay, well, how's he gonna go? Is he gonna decide? Because both women even went on a mission together because they had a lot of animosity because they both wanted the same man. And they came to agreements like, hey, you know what? I do respect you. Uh, and they both respected each other. They both kind of learned how to work together. But they made it very clear. It's like, hey, may the best woman win. Like, I'll work with you. I'll help you. I got your back. I won't disrespect you. I won't talk you down. I won't belittle you. But we both want John. May the best woman win. And they went, yeah. And yeah. the two of them had fun at times of uh, competing for John's affections, but at times putting John and making him feel uncomfortable. At like one point, John walks in and sees him and is like, hey, how you guys doing? And they both walk by him and they're laughing. And he's like, oh, this can't be good. Dodo. Dodo. <laughs> Even Batman and Batman's starting to crack jokes, right? And John's like, you're giving me love advice? He goes, well. At least my troubles aren't, you know, two women at the same time trying to fight for me. I only got to deal with Catwoman. <laughs> Go on, Bruce. Bruce Wayne for the win. <laughs> right? So now this comes down, and that's where it comes into. So what was an interesting aspect is they did a time travel episode where they had to deal with Kronos. And it was right. like, a, like a, a two-parter or a three-parter. Yeah, it was, it was a two no, it's a three-parter. It's a three-parter. It was a three-parter, right. It was a three-parter where they're time-traveling. So it was John, and it starts off in the cafeteria. So it starts off with John, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And then John and Batman are talking about their love life. And all of a sudden, John and, and, and Batman get whoop, yanked out of that Justice League yeah. Tower cafeteria and go through a whole time-travel version. Now, John doesn't want to know his history. John is a military man. John is about the present here and now kind of mm. never tell me the odds i don't want my I life don't know. determined by fate john believes he controls his life not that things are predetermined that's his core principles right. okay now john gets in the future and sees the future justice league so you see terry mcginnis as batman beyond he sees an yep. aged bruce wayne you know an age um static stock static shock static. yeah static shock static. growing you know, aged mm -hmm. with you know gray hair so he's seeing all that. But then he sees one character who goes by the name of Warhawk. Deep voice. He looks Thanagarian, but his skin's kind of dark-ish. He looks like he's got a good tan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Warhawk's looking at him and sees him, and he's like, Dad? Dad? And action. <laughs> oh, wait, hold up. Back up. Wait a minute. Did you just call me what? He's a uh, 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 dad. I'm your father? Well, yeah. And then it's like, uh -oh. who's your mother? And, you know, Bruce Wayne is like, isn't it obvious? No. He's like, no, 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 no. Because clearly if he's got a Thanagarian costume with the hawk emblem and Correct. wings, Correct. and he calls Metal himself wings. War yep. Hawk. Hmm. What are we going to say about that? Um, no, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. There was... It was, and then they poked fun of him at one point because he didn't know how to take it. At one point, it's like, well, you know, Shiera laid that egg, and he's like, what egg? And it's like, Dad, they're just messing with you. I wasn't born out of an egg, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but now we know that at some point in the future, 
John and Shiera turn around yeah, and have yeah. a child in that right. Justice League Unlimited timeline, which right. is Warhawk. So that story goes, it finishes, they get back to present time. Wonder Woman's looking at him because they kind of go right back to that same moment. And she's like, what's wrong with you guys? It's like, yeah, we had a little bit of an adventure, you know? And it's like, time travel? Like, what about calls it out? Like, that's how smart she is. Like, she knew what yeah. exactly what happened. It's like, well, okay, time travel. And he's like, and, and Batman looks at him and like, yeah, you're going to have to figure it out. And you see Shiara walking by and he's like, oh boy. And then he makes a decision mm-hmm. at that time. Now, we don't know how it's going to turn out in the long run, but he makes a decision to say, I'm not going to let fate predetermine my life. I'm going to be devoted to Mari, who is Vixen. And he made a choice. And at the end of the series, he was still with Vixen. Him and Vixen were in a committed relationship. It wasn't like he he still had, you know, there was a piece in his heart that still loved Shiera, mm-hmm. hot girl, but he made his deal, his commitment, and he's a military man. So if he makes, right. if he says something, that's it. That's it. it. To him at the time, it's written at stone. Now, we don't know what's going to happen in the future that causes that, you know, I'm not saying there was an indiscretion, but maybe him and, and, and Vixen and broke Vixen, up for whatever reason. Correct. You know, Vixen was attached to other characters in the past, like Bronze Tiger, because of the Suicide Squad and tried. So, this is what it's at. At the time, status quo, according to Justice League Unlimited, it's Jon Stewart and Vixen. Mm-hmm. So, it's that Green Lantern and Vixen. That is a power couple. Definitely. Uh, I, I mean, you you realize that you have you have the power of you have the cosmic power. Uh, of the ring, and you have the mystic powers of the animals uh, at their disposal. There it was, um, let's just see which episode it was. I think it was still that same episode when they were, um, no. Sorry, I'm here trying, I can see it, but there's an episode basically where the Shadow Thief basically tries to take, like, who breaks into, sorry, that was it. It was the episode in regards where they revealed about Carter Hall, how right. he's not the, he is, he believed, when he believed that he was the reincarnation of Hawkman from days of old. Yes. And, and that was when basically uh, the Shadow Thief basically had broke into, uh, he basically wanted to take Hawkman, I mean, take, to take Green Lantern, but it was a particular, the episode started with Green Lantern and, and Vixen were together. Vixen said, I got to go do a photo shoot. I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. As she was leaving, she's about the elevator is about to close. She just saw a shadow, some kind of movement, make her way into her house. Yeah. Tapped herself. You see it. You see the power of elephant break through <laughs> elevator doors. And then the great thing about it is that you see the combination power and fighting skills of Vixen and John Stewart working together. Ooh. It was a, it was a great aspect. This is where, wow. adding on to what Barry's saying about being a power couple, you see the aspect of them working together. They were, they were working hard. They were doing good uh, to the point when uh, Shadow Thief basically had to subdue after a long time. Mm-hmm. The, the department was really matched up. Just uh, <laughs> to show how much of a battlefield that was going on over there. Uh, he subdued uh, Vixen and got away with her, but Trust and believe, John was putting in his licks on Shadow on Shadow Thief, and yep. it was it was great. So it just the goal to show that there they are a wonderful couple together. Yes. Uh, later on, is come to the aspect where the two ladies were working together, 
Vixen yeah. got herself injured. And when they came back, that's when John was saying, to, to add on to what Barry was mentioning, that that's when he had the conversation with Sarah and told her, listen, I don't want to be determined by any faith. I make my own decisions. At the time, he's currently with Mari. Yep. So he is saying, I'm going to stay with Mari. Not saying yep. to like saying, until we'll see how it works. I'm with her right now. So he's not even trying to look at no negative type of uh, action and thinking like, well, maybe who knows? Like, no, no, no. Right now, I'm with I'm with Mari. I'm going to stay with Mari. That's a share. You know what? I have feeling for you. We're friends. You know, you'll always be there for me, but I'm with Mari. So yep. just let it all bite down. I'm with Mari. And that was it. So that's actually one beautiful uh, scenario that they've never, we've, we, I've, I've, that basically, if they bring, when, not if, when they bring back Justice Unlimited and do some add ons to that, that's a storyline arc that they know they have to finish up on. Absolutely. I, I agree with you 100%. And this is what my other thing is. I've seen, like, okay, DC's done, for example, um, Batman and Catwoman, and they had their own series. Mm-hmm. For a while, right? I mean, we were, okay. Superman and Lois. Clearly on TV, it's literally Superman and Lois, or it's, uh, you know, uh, Superman and Lois Clark, you know, the, the Superman adventures, whatever. They always right. have the two yeah. of them together. It's anonymous. Yeah. Okay. There's other books that put people together. Even in Marvel, Marvel has, you know, Absorbing Man and Titania. That's another couple right there. Mm. Right? That, and they're villains, but they are husband and wife going through the whole thing. Okay. But, you know, Storm and Black Panther. They had them married. They divorced them, which I didn't like, but they had them married for a long time. I get it. So why can't we have a book, Green Lantern and Vixen? Sorry, and I see you got a point, Rod. What are you going to say? No, no, I was going to say in regards to uh, another couple, Big Bertha and um, Mr. Miracle. Miracle. That's another, and we're on the DC side of it. That's another, that's a big marriage couple. Like, I will do, Big Bertha will do anything for scott what you messed with my husband <laughs> just hope you got your papers in order what yeah Yo, that's yeah big barda big barda yeah oh my big gosh barda. yeah and I, that's and that's on the list that we're going to talk about in the future Definitely. big barda and, and, and mr okay but that's a that's a couple you don't mess with he, and mr miracle fast. keeps her in check in the sense of not that he controls her no. he's the calming presence he's... to her temper because you get her mad yeah, oh, she's up there with Orion. Yeah. Hashtag dog, oh, dog god of war. You can't mess with Big Barda. Oh, you get him more than five across the eyes. You get him yeah. your backside. Yeah. She can do a one on one with Wonder Woman. Okay, so anyways, but stay, stay on target. Yes. Stay on focus. target. Focus. Focus. Uh, when it comes down when I said they should be a even if it's a limited no. run miniseries. Give me my John Stewart. Green Lantern. Give me a Completely. Green Lantern Vixen series. This is what I Completely. think we're missing. Uh, you know, no. it's. It, I I think it's missing because no one's actually really attempted it. You've tempted it in other mediums. Let's pull the pl- pin. Pull the pin. Pull Listen. the pin and go for it. Well, give me a twelve issue mini series on, and nothing to do with Hawk Girl Shiera. Really, give me that hundred percent. Go in and let 100. me have my relationship with John Stewart. You know, every time they do John Stewart in the comic books, he was married to one alien girl. She died. Okay, married to another alien girl. She died. Okay, Vixen was dating Bronze Tiger. He had a drunken, he got drunk in alcohol and his mm-hmm. depression and all that. She helped him mm-hmm. out. Okay, no, let's put these characters together to emulate what was happening in the on the, the, the DC animated universe okay. that fans were liking. I like exactly. the fact that Vixen and John Stewart together. I had no problem with. Uh, 
you know, Shiara dating John. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Not at all, right? That that's that was cool. That was an interracial, inter inter, you know, planetary relationship, and it was awesome, awesome. Yeah. But in my mind, she was always supposed to be with Hawkman or a version of him. So Correct. that was kind of eh, it's always going to be temporary. It's always going to be temporary. It was in that, my mind. Yeah, I wanted the classic Hawkman Hawkwoman uh, scenario. Fast. So, but now you open my eyes to. Green Lantern, John this Stewart, is, and this Dixon? Is the thing. This is I'm like, the thing. that's the relationship I didn't even know could happen. And I'm like, wow, and it's not even stating the obvious, but the beauty of what the history is going to be behind them, yeah. both of them have a, a mind frame, a work ethic, and power set. Like, he's not going to, like, how Superman has to worry about Lois because she has no powers? John's not going to worry about. No, well, you know, you know, the joke is John, John is. John worried, at least as per the Unlimited series. Yes. John always worries. He always worries. Well, he always it's, worries. But that's what I'm saying. He always worries. He doesn't really worry too much about it, but he still worries. But the reality, he knows that Vixen will tell him in his place and say, you don't have to worry about me. That's the great thing about it. Like, you're kind of going to the point of you talking about Lois and Clark. Yeah. Lois and Clark. Clark is always going to have to worry about Lois no matter what. Yes. He's going to worry. Clark worries about everybody. That's just his, that's his, that's his MO. Right. So John Stewart is in the same. He worries about everybody. That's his MO. But you have the ability, you have a partner who's basically saying, thanks for the assist, but I really didn't need it. Um, yeah. um you should have you should have took off that quadrant. You should have been on that side. Cover your watch the rear. Like basically telling him, You're good. Watch me. If you want to watch, make sure I'm good. Fine. But I'm not calling out like I'm a damsel in the stress. No. No. I'm a I'm a damsel in the stress. Hold a second. I'm a damsel. Reboot. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's it. Power of a gorilla, and then you're just getting thumped across your back. Absolutely, Done. you know, it's like you don't have to worry about me. Lois walked down the street, and a, and a common mugger jumps out with a gun. Oh, okay, there might be some warrior straight bullet can take her down, right? Uh, same scenario now with Mari walking down the street. Guy comes out with a gun. She's gonna look and laugh and think, <laughs> which power do I use? Power of the cheetah, power of the elephant, power of the rhino. Do I want to be a dinosaur? Do I want to be a falcon? Do I want to be an ant? Do I want to be a spider? Uh, you know, what, 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 what? Do I want to be a badger? Do I want to be a wolverine and just go like buck wild on dude? Facts. The, the, the list is unlimited. It's, there's so many options. There's so many options, right? Come on now. She, she's one of the few people that can hurt Superman. Hurt Superman. So if you can hurt Superman, you don't got to worry about her in normal common uh, scenarios. Like, there's going to be no person walking down the street going, give me your money. And she'd be like, uh, that, that would actually be, that actually will be when, I'm always on the when, yeah. when to bring back Justice Unlimited, Justice League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. That would be a wonderful episode just to put that in there. Either, either as a throwback in the sense of mentioning it, or actually have some type of action where she either accidentally or something happened that she had to, a, they had to have a little scuffle or a fight or, and basically be like, Oh, I got cut. What? What just happened here? Um, she's right. Then we're like, right. Mystical. Yeah. yeah. Mari. That's right. Don't, don't, don't face me. Thanks. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry, Superman. No worries. You know, that's what I said. I mean, if you could, you, listen, we see how they're written individually. If you get a good writer and you put them together as a couple in a normal relationship and building a normal relationship and listen. trying to build a family, not just a, a fling. You know what? Perfect. Here we go. I was just thinking in my head to say that they were testing us with just unlimited. Yes. Like that, that whole storyline had to been 
put out there because of how long it run, how long it rang, it basically means they were testing that idea. So the theory was there. They were trying to put, they were put, build, the building blocks were there. Fortunately, due to the cancellation of the show, it yes. never got a chance to properly transition over to something live. Here, I would say the closest, although she's not Vixen. Yes. And we realized at the end of Arrow Universe, Diggles was basically playing or, or was slated to make it sound or look like he was John Stewart. But we, yeah. we, again, but if I go back to Diggles' wife, right now I can't remember her name right at this moment. Oh, yeah. But, okay, she, right. but she was a, she was a strong, a strong character. Well, so you can already see that, that that building of that relationship was there. So you have strong two characters who basically you would think maybe would butt heads, which they butted heads sometimes, but they always were able yeah. to work together. So he just replaced and put Mari and John Stewart. Yeah, the characters absolutely. are there. You've, you've already had the foundation. You had it. You had the, the template in other in other forms, DC forms. So it's very simple, very easy that you can just transition over to that. I yes, can see that. It's something there that's there already. It's oh, something so there that's there already. You're, you're right because John Diggle in the end of kind of long long winded. John Diggle in the C in the CW universe was literally John Stewart. The only reason the name was different is because there was a, one of the crossover episodes and one of the characters came over and it's like John. Yes. It's like yeah, where's your ring? What ring? Oh wait a minute, right. I'm in a different. You, you don't have the right. ring like my John has a ring. Like right. uh, we have John Stewart. He's a Green Lantern, and it's like no, my name is John Diggle, and he's like, well, you look exactly like. John Stewart right. from my universe. Right. And John turns around and he goes, Well, I never took my stepdad's name. Because it made it clear that he was John Diggle. His mom got remarried right. to a right. Stewart who was in the army and he never took his stepdad's name because mm -hmm. of how the relationship was. That means it was just one decision that made that him made stay it. as John Diggle and not John Stewart. And of course, right. at the end of the CW's run of Arrow, you see a thing comes down, he opens the box, this glowing green. They've always alluded to it that it has been the ring, but he refused it. If you right. watch like Flash and Arrow and Green Lantern, and he made right, his that appearances in there, yep. he refused mm -hmm. the power of the ring and said he didn't want it because it was causing problems with his mind. So, right. I'm getting back. You're right. So that relationship was established. That relationship they did have uh, a boy, or you know they did have a boy, but then because of Flashpoint, it ended up being a little girl because Barry changed certain things back then. Not this right. Barry, Barry Allen we're talking. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now you're right. They put all that information in there and they're waiting to see. And I'm thinking, okay, well, why wait? Why wait? Right. So for Valentine's Day, we are saying that the episode is really in honor of the, the relationship, hopefully long-term relationship. None of this, oh, yeah, we're in, we're out. Make a decision, pull a pin on it, make it a long-term relationship of John Stewart slash Green Lantern and Mari slash Vixen get right. together and put them together. They're two power people that can be together, can work together. And it fits. We know it fits. You already made mm -hmm. us, you know, years ago, know it fits. So that's what it is. So now it comes down to the famous part of fan casting. And <laughs> we fan casted our version of who we want Mari, uh, Mari and John to be if they had to be played, right. you know, live action. So Rod, who mm -hmm. you got? Okay. Who, who would be your power couple? Okay. Actor? So I would go for Vixen and Vixen was very, I was coming down to two people, okay. and I will say the person that I chose, she's already, she's been portrayed on the Marvel side. 
Okay. But she's a small character, not small character, she's a big character, but she only had a small role in the sense like she's only there for that particular time period. Mm. So in that sense, it's more of a flashback. So I don't know if they're ever going to, if they bring her back, it's always going to be in a flashback. So at that point, I chose Lashana Lynch. Lashana okay. Lynch, okay. Lashana Lynch played Maria Rambo in Captain America. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Okay. But that's not the reason why I took her. I, I chose her. I chose her because she played Nomi in No Time to Die. So she was the 007 replacement in the last James Bond movie. Right. Yes. Or the second yes. and last, second and last one. Yes. Because yes. of that was why okay. I chose her. Because if you remember from that particular show, that movie, she was quite again. She's a, she's a, she's dangerous. She was, yeah, she's working for the queen. She's MI, MI6, you know, working for, you know, 007. She was, she was basically 007 replacement in that regard. So she's already have the, the skills to be, uh, uh, an, uh not say an assassin, but mm. she basically has the, the, the skills to be that type of warrior, that agent, that type of militant person who can do orders, take orders, be able to be a hero, to have the ability to basically put, uh, her life on the line for the greater good. She well, she's very athletic. Have I can see her there certain again, certain fight scenes that she was doing. You right. can clearly see like, yeah, she has the she has the uh flexibility, the the agility to mm -hmm. to handle herself and hold her own and put 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 people in their place and let them know like <laughs> you're gonna wish it, you're gonna really regret the day you decide to actually stay in my direction. You should have turned around and hoped that I didn't catch you. But you made a decision to face me. That's your fault. What it's did all you learn? You. What have you learned today? I should have turned around. Yeah, you should have just and give up. You should have just turned around and give up. But okay, you'll learn. You'll learn. So that who I would choose, I would choose Lashana Lynch. Okay, Lashana Lynch. Okay, gotcha. All right. So I'm gonna come back at you here. So mm -hmm. the actress that I play that would play Vixen is I was looking for a person that would have a look of a model, uh, prepared for action. And, and some familiarity and, with the and, role, and, right? Yeah, so we're on the, the same, same page. Yeah, the model, the model look as well. If you look at her, oh, especially in the James Bond, she's hot. She's like that. And that's, again, another reason why, as well, she has the ability that you can clearly see, yeah, you're a model. There's no way I would think of you being some type of, you know, assassin, killer, superhero. Like, no, no, I can't see that. Mm -hmm. That's good. My okay. cover is well covered. Yo, so we're going sorry. with strong bloodline. Strong mm -hmm. bloodline. Oh. Mm -hmm. Strong bloodline. We were on the same, similar path, similar path. So the actress that I played, uh, I, I picked out to play uh, Mari in this role. She was almost Mari. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So in the CW version, the, the actress has her sister, right? Oh, because this. now in the comic book, she doesn't have a sister. But in the, in the CW version, they gave her a sister. And that actress was uh, Tracy uh, Efishore, right? Right. So yep. Tracy played her sister, but I thought, I, to me, I felt that Tracy was more Mari than the actress that was playing Mari at the time. I'm not knocking mm -hmm. it. I just, that's mm -hmm. how I just I envisioned mm -hmm. it, you know, down to her, her, her face, her hairstyle, her body language. Oh I, I just thought. So she, in my mind, is who I'm going to play Vixen. In the, original, in the CW, she played the sister. She does get the totem. She does use the powers. Right. She gives it back to her sister. Okay, fine. She's voiced in there. She's represented on the CW universe. But mm -hmm. to me, she's the one that would be my, be my Vixen. 
in, okay. in my, if I had to cast it, that's who I'm going for for this role. And she works to me, I think, for who I pick as John Stewart would work with that. So now let's go back to you, Rod. Who would be your John Stewart? So very good, very good with Tracy. That's um, as you make him recall her and everything like that. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, I wanted to pair off Lashana with another uh, another great actor. If you ever remember watching when they brought back 24. Yes. 24, uh, 24 hours. Um, so I'm going with Corey Hawkins. Oh. 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 So when they did 24 Legacy, when they brought back 24. Oh. Uh, you know, oh. Eric Carter. Roger Carter. Oh, this takes out the loose Oh, days. oh, oh, oh yeah. no, you did. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. So I can see again. He has the the ability to talking twenty four. Like he's already a militant individual coming back from a veteran, you know, veteran of war in that regard. He can be the militant type of person. He can give you that type of uh, in your face. Like, I'm going to hurt you? Slash, he could be pulling that from the Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, from what do you mean, Dr. Dre? A doctor? Yeah, a doctor of music from straight out of Compton. So yeah. he can give you that kind of look like, uh, I'm going to mess you up. Just, I'm just letting you know. You're going you're gonna to get messed up. Okay. So. Wow. Uh, yeah. And, and, and again, also in, in regards to, yeah, uh, you know what? Let's. That's all I'm gonna say. That's the, that's all I can I can say. I can see him working well with Lashana. I can mm. see them pairing off very nicely and giving you that type of. You can see the attraction right there. You can see that as like two strong individuals, two strong visual individuals who's like saying, "Oh, these are two bulls in not even a china shop." You're seeing these two bulls are like, "Oh, but they make it work." This is what you want. You want to see something, you're going to think like, oh, who's going to back down? Who's going to back down right now? Oh, my God. Woo. Woo. Sean, you let me take that, girl? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Corey. Yo, guy, I don't know about Corey. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in, in that in that realm, I kind of I, I kind of went. Uh, yeah, I went that way. I apologize in advance. Wow. Okay, you came out swinging, man. Wow. It's all about revenge. You know? Okay, okay. All right. So I got you. Sorry. So I'm going to come back to you with this other one. So the actor that I had to play John Stewart, I wanted someone just like yourself. I wanted someone that looked like and they, they, they would, you know, kick butt, take no, take no names kind of attitude. Had a nice charm to them, a soft mm-hmm. side, but really be, you know, ready to take uh, control in a field situation. You could see the military background. You could see they had the look. But they also have to have the charm. They have to have that that softness. They have to have a show show um, family values and, and a good relationship and and those kind of characteristics. So the actor the actor that I picked to play John Stewart portrays a lot of that right now, depending on what you watch. Okay. So if you are a fan of the new um, update of Bel Air, right? So a French person, Bel Air, Bel Air. <laughs> I went right with the new Uncle Phil. I went right with Adrian Holmes. Adrian Holmes has got the physique. Adrian Holmes has got the 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 manner of protecting his family and trying to do right. And he's not a, afraid to get his hands dirty or to do things to kind of portray that. Adrian Holmes, to me, looks like the guy that would be military. Now, mm-hmm. 
when I'm even looking at ages, you know, uh, if I look at, you know, for example, Tracy and Adrian, there's not much of an age gap between them. And even then, the actor David Ramsey, who plays Diggle right now, he's actually older than Adrian Holmes. And he's playing that character. And we all know Black don't crack, mm-hmm. clearly, you know. So if you look at Adrian Holmes and you see him, who plays the current version of Uncle Phil on Bel Air, that, that is who I'm going for as Jon Stewart. Okay. Um, three, two, one. Okay, you're not mentioning this other part. I'm gonna, I'm gonna even add to you. I got, for, I, I'm going with Corey. Corey's my guy. Right. But right. I'm gonna add for you. I'm gonna okay. add for you. If you want to go at least the militant aspect of it, mm-hmm. do you do you remember that he um, he was Admiral Robert April Star Trek Straight Food World? Wow. Booyaka. I I give you three. I like two. Oh, you're not mentioning? Okay, let me just, I'll help you out. I, I, I'm helping out, and everybody going, what are you doing that for, Rod? I'm like, yeah, but we're I'm family. just saying. Yeah, we're family, but I understand. It, 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 that's that's uh, Adrian Holmes. Adrian, and he's Canadian. <sighs> oh, Canada. <laughs> our home and native land. I can't remember the rest. It's been too long. We are <laughs> Bajan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Shoveling all that snow when we can. Oh my god. Because our fathers never bought a snow blower. So they yield our backs all the time. They're inside drinking sorrel when we're outside cursing under our breath so they can't hear us and then turn around and put us in trouble and then ground us in our rooms without no electronics. Oh Canada. So true. Oh my gosh. Asians in oh a strange god. cold land. <laughs> Yeah, I will put that uh, clip up. I can't. Oh, nice. I know I can't sing. Oh, that's funny though. That was, funny. <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. But 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 that's uh, Adrian. Okay. Adrian Holmes is 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 good. Well, thank He's you very good. much, cuz. No problem, no problem. No problem. Right. So we're gonna wrap this up. So Rod, who's your two power for Vixen? And, and once again, let's tell people. So who is it for Vixen? And who is it for John Holmes? Who? I mean, John Holmes. Uh, John Stewart. John Stewart. So for for Vixen, I have Lashana Lynch. Yep. And for John Stewart, I have Corey Hawkins. Awesome. And for myself, for Vixen, I have Tracy uh, Effishore. And for John, I have uh, Adrian Holmes. That's, that's my power couple right there. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comments. You know, if we're on the right path or not the right path. If that's the couple you want to see. If there's a couple that deserves to be seen, I think so. So let us know in the comments. Reach out to us on social, our social media. You see the links down below. And that means you know, you know where to find the show. Don't let the show be a secret. Always like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. Every click helps us to see you. We really mm. appreciate it. Uh, any last words, Rod? Um, You know what? All I'm going to say is, you know what? 30 quick seconds. Could we even get this? You know what? We're going to take some time right now. Could we? We didn't mention what type of media. We didn't mention what type of media. Oh, that geez, we're going to yes. do this. Go on. So, so I will say, I would like, I would like, I want to be selfish and I put two. I want, I want a movie. Right. I want, a, I want a movie to do the introduction. Right. And then I want it in a sense of spinoff to like you know, then then we're going for like a like a, a twelve episode type of spinoff. Now going into the storyline and going deep into the relationship and and to do that. So yes, you can have we can have a Netflix you know show or anything like that, which you can just break it off from that. But I want a movie that it will kind of propel it to say this has to be linked into the DC universe, like right. this this has to be linked in 
and, and bring it up. Like you saw it at the very end of Justice League when they brought in Martian Manhunter and yes. they brought it in. And we were all wondering what the green little reflect was it was Martian Manhunter, was it Green Lantern? We thought it was Green Lantern. This is a perfect time. So that's why with the, I would like to have a DC movie mm-hmm. and bring it in mm-hmm. and, and bring them in from there. And then if you have the spinoffs, fine, we will go, not to say you bring them down to a, 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 a network uh, episodes, episodial right. type of scenario, but that will give us the ability to go deep into the relationship and start to see the connections and, and realize why we want to have them back up into DC and then will work perfectly to cycle through that way. Okay, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, you're right. Uh, for myself, I know I, I would probably go more with a series first, really, to develop the two characters because I want the first, you know, really that development between the two of them. So I would go like a limited series to develop the characters and okay. then I'll go to the opposite, bring them into a movie. Because um, I know for sure they're not going to give them their own movie. But if they do a Green Lantern movie, for example, and they bring in Hal Jordan, then they can bring in, for example, Vixen and John. If they do a Justice League movie, then I know they'll be more in the background, but let them do something. Like, really bring it up to a big event that they have to do. Let them do a crisis version where the Justice League has to be in there and pull in other heroes that were mentioned Mm -hmm. throughout, you know, all media. And, and try to time it or exactly. tie it all in together. If they got to do something where pulling people in from different dimensions, then yes, let's go. So that's my thing. I would give them more a limited series because I really want the focus to be on them. No, for I sure. feel if you don't give me a Green Lantern, John Stewart version of a movie with um, Vixen in there, then they're going to get lost in translation. So I really want this relationship to stand out as much as possible because that's the that's the core of it. Right, definitely. So definitely, yeah, that's the core of it. So yeah, I agree with you on that one, man. So. There we go. There it is, people. This is the Iconist podcast. Mm-hmm. As I said, the icon is on the focus of relationships and Valentine's Day. So remember your significant others. And a simple I love you, of course, is more than enough, right? You don't got to be uh, blowing off Tom Cruise money. Let's get down there. Life is short sometimes. You just got to let and enjoy your people who you're with. So it's not just for, you know, your loved ones, but it's also the people in your families and, and stuff and, and your friends. Let them know, mm-hmm. right? Give them their flowers, so to speak, ahead of time. That this is where it comes down to. So on that note, for our Valentine's special episode, as I said, between Vixen and Green Lantern, spread the love. It's Black Let's History Month. Hug a yep. brother. <laughs> Hug a sister. You know what I mean? And on that note, remember, this whole world was started with a piece of paper, a pencil, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. We're out. Let's go. Woo-ha! Love is in the air. Dun, Every dun, time dun. I turn around. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> Love is in the air. <laughs> when my ring won't hit the ground. Oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> then I put it on. I see little green men. Or blue. And they crawl. Okay, I'm good. Sorry. I'm out. <laughs>